Blog Talk Radio.
Amen. Welcome back to Voice in the Wilderness. Uh, tonight's show, we're talking about spiritual warfare, how it's increasing here in the last days. Of course, we're not in the tribulation yet, but we're getting closer and closer. More of the pieces are falling into place. And, um, of course, we know that uh, uh, Jesus cannot come back at any time. There are things the Bible says has to happen before his return. Uh, we know that Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation. That's uh, Matthew 24, 37, and uh, Revelation eleven fifteen. He will return at the last trump. So we still got a lot of stuff to uh, endure through. And uh, in our daily lives, we have... Um, we have a lot of spiritual warfare, um, and in fact, funny thing is, I just uh, witnessed some of that at a Bible study that I just went to uh, with my dad and also uh, my friend Jason, who's uh, on the air uh, tonight. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Amen. Um, so... I think I'm just going to um, skip the news because we talk about it all the time. We'll just, we'll just jump right into the uh, spiritual warfare um, aspect of things. Um, how about uh, you start first, uh, Dad? Okay, well, yeah, we are at a time where um, we are witnessing uh, the world has gone a-whoring. You know, um, they're trying to make... Uh, pedophilia the norm now and uh, we just see that that we are now uh, a really a peculiar people those that are contesting contending for the faith and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to claim the blood of Christ and we're gonna have to overcome with the words of our testimony um, I just find it interesting today the the Holy Spirit was just really revealing to me how um, God and Jesus, you know, Jesus was the Word, and and then He manifested into uh, through Mary and through the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and so that He could relate to us. I mean, isn't that an amazing thing? And uh, that He could relate to us in a way that could only be done through Jesus Christ. And uh, you know, it's it's all about the blood of Christ. And, you know, how he was pierced for our iniquities. And um, we, we need to realize that this is a real, this is a real battle. Um, and we, we, we have to contend for the faith. I guess that's what I've got for now. I'll give it, give it over to, uh, to Jason. Um, well, I think I'm just going to tell a personal story of, uh, of how real it is just in regular everyday life is um, last week in a 48-hour period of time, um, I literally was getting premonitions that uh, that I was going to have a car stolen and I was going to get shot. And uh, I have a business person that I, uh, I buy and sell cars with, and, uh, and I told him how weird this one appointment was um, when the girl – was test driving. I just got this very strange feeling. I started
started, um, you know, getting, you know, a real tangible voice saying that there's something very odd about it. And I started texting him um, on the first day of the test drive. Then after that, I didn't think anything of it. I followed up with the appointment the second day. And she said, my husband used to test drive the, the car. It was the 03 BMW. says, my husband used to test drive the car, and then we'll go ahead and buy it because I love it. And so it all seemed okay, but then it went into, like, a that actual vision of me getting shot in the head and that I was going to get dumped in a ditch. And I would normally just always, most of my life, I would just ignore something like this. But because of the people, I was fervently seeking Christ, Jesus Christ. And, uh, and as the Bible says, you fervently seek him, and that times the wonders will start happening. And as I just talk to Jesus and as I do John's 1, 2, and 3 about darkness and light, and Jesus is the light, he's the truth, he is love, I begin to really see an image of me in the ditch and that somebody um, is going to shoot me in the head. So I started talking to Claudia, a friend of mine, um, I said, Claudia, the funniest thing happened is that as I was going to the appointment, I called her and I was texting her. And I said, I think I'm going to get shot and, I, and I'm going to get this car stolen. So I was in Target parking lot. Um, this guy came up. I, everything looked like it was going to be okay because he was with the same girl. And he got into the BMW. We test drove it. Then he took me to a remote area, uh, last exit uh, towards Blaine. Um, going towards Canada, so it's a long test drive. And then what happened is, is that he turned around and he kind of had second thoughts of doing whatever. He got a little bit nervous, went back to Target, and I realized that um, that maybe he was a serious buyer. So he said he wanted to see the engine running, and so I left the BMW running, popped the hood, and he looked under the hood. I got out of the car. He jumped in and left. Just absolutely left. So now he stole the BMW, and but I didn't get shot. Now, what happened to me afterwards was a flood of images of how I needed to be aligned with Jesus Christ and really, really be aligned with the Word because it showed like certain, areas, certain areas in my life where I may not have been aligned as well. And if I was a half a degree off or if I wasn't fervently seeking him, then it looked like that I would have been just not alive today to have this talk. So, so spiritual warfare is real. And I, you know, have really feel praised that the protection of the word and through the Holy ghost that I was able to have this testimonial today. In addition to that, something else happened, which is I never got angry about the BMW. I never got angry at, at Timothy who, uh, that was his, that is his name. Um, I started seeing the very next night, I was uh, praying, and I was listening to Bible audio, and I got a dream, his whole life story. And he was, I literally saw him get cigarette burns. This is where I get a little bit emotional. Cigarette burns, his dad, like, uh, having all of these issues of, uh, of um, you know, of alcohol issues, drug issues, uh, in and out of jail, in and out of prison. And I could literally see him get beat. And, and then I felt the feeling of why me running around when he was eight or nine. And then at that point, the darkness had gotten him. And so now um, all I really wanted to do was pray for Timothy and Miranda. And I never, ever once felt like that, um, you know, I needed to get the BMW back. I needed to, you know, do these 
you know, things of uh, vengeance or justice. I really felt like praying. And so I go to the Light of the World Prayer Center the next morning. So uh, we have a group of people praying for Timothy because there's a lot of Timothys in this world that are hurting, that don't have parents, um, that don't have fathers, uh, that really uh, feel like that they've been forgotten. And it's really the darkness that has gotten a hold of them. And it's Christ loved me and forgiven me through grace and mercy after I committed to him. Everything through the Holy Ghost has been purged or started to purge from fervently seeking Jesus going into the word. But that's a strong testimonial. I'm happy to be alive. Thank Christ Jesus for his grace and mercy. And um, and thank you for uh, Rick, and, um, Rick and Dakota. But, and that was a long story, but um, no, I'm very happy great. to be alive. Extremely amen. happy. Yeah, that was that was great. We're yeah, happy. You know, We're happy. Um, you're you're alive too. Amen. Yeah, we um, we've experienced a lot of um, spiritual warfare this week, and uh, God delivers us. Um, amen. Just as God delivered you from uh, being killed, um, you know he uh, he delivered me uh, yesterday. When I was at work, and um, could have gone really bad. I could have got hurt really bad for sure. And um, you know, at uh, at church this morning, um, our pastor was sharing a couple of uh, a couple of circumstances uh, that he's been through uh, in his life where he just about died, and how God delivered him. And um, you know. It was crazy because, um, you know, when I uh, when I got up to uh, read read a uh, chapter out of the Bible this morning at church, um, after we got done with the uh, worship, um, I was kind of uh, a little bit <clears throat> nervous because I didn't really take that much time to find a good chapter to read, and uh, I was looking a little bit before church for something to read. And uh, I just couldn't find anything that I felt was good. And um, I was really hoping that uh, I could read something uh, <clears throat> that would be good. And um, you know, I just got up there and pretty much just came up with a, a chapter out of Psalms kind of off the top of my head. And uh, it turned out to be the perfect, uh, the perfect thing to read. So... Um, <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes even though we don't have things perfectly planned out, uh, God can still uh, work through us, and um, and He's He's the one that that does um, all of the work. You know, it's not us that's that's doing everything when we serve Him, and uh, His Spirit is is leading us and guiding us, and um, so he gets all the glory because um, Psalms 46 was um, <clears throat> just the perfect um, scripture to to pick for this morning. So that was pretty awesome. Amen. Amen. God be the glory. Amen. So, so Dakota, I have that here right now. Would you like me to read it? Sure. So Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 
Therefore, will we will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake and the swelling thereof Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early, the heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, the uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in the sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The law. Let's try it. Amen. Amen. I, I think that that what we're what we're um, all feeling, and uh, I know you know we're not we're not supposed to uh, to go through this this whole thing uh, trusting our feelings, but I, I got to tell you that it's more of a spiritual thing that we're we're sensing we're discerning. You know, God tells us to test the spirits in all things, and I and I think we're all you know those that are contending for the faith. Brothers, we're we're feeling that um, you know this increase as the world is is absolutely uh, you know the, the problems are now coming to be that are with perplexity. Man can't solve them. Uh, uh, technology is actually uh, 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 in many ways perverted. I know it can be used for good, but uh, many things are coming, and and we can sense this through discernment. A great shaking is 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 coming, and um, you know at the same time because these things are more complicated than just you know there, there's also the saints will be blessed, and uh, at the same time because we're drawing closer to the Lord, and we're 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 working contending for the faith by by making sure we're on the rock uh, that which can't be shaken because that rock that we're standing on is it's it's in another it's it's not in this uh place that we're at it's it's a, a foundation that cannot be moved and uh our our through our faith and our belief in Christ we're anchored to it and uh, our anchor holds amen and and amen. so you know i i believe that i believe that this is an exciting time because i i honestly believe that uh, we're in the beginning of God pouring out His Spirit, because as as evil kind of unmasks itself, and we're seeing things and 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 understanding revelations of of things that these evil men do. Uh, at the same time, God is is pouring out His Spirit, and and we're all desiring more of God. And I th- I just think it's a uh, it's it's a wonderful thing, um, and and we need to. Um, intercessorily be be praying and be men and women that are wanting to stand uh, our ground and um, not be wimps. Um, we stand, and when we stand, God God brings the increase. God is um, does the warring, um, but but he but he wants a man. He wants a woman to stand, and 
so you know us brothers here tonight you know we're willing to stand and that's what we're doing tonight you know many are watching sports many are getting their last uh you know their last beer their last uh, uh whatever it is that they're pursuing of the flesh and and we're we're doing a sacrifice of of praise and a sacrifice of of uh time folks so if you're hearing this you know we're hoping that it encourages you um we're, we're encountering many people that have the only thing why don't you go ahead and speak to it dakota what's uh what's worse than uh than no hope talk about that would you well <clears throat> the only thing worse than having no hope at all is having false hope because those that have false hope who think that they're saved uh, but truly aren't because they were preached a false gospel without any real repentance or turning away from their sin and actually changing their lives and pursuing Jesus, um, they have, they're a lot worse off than those that know that they're going to hell because if you talk to a person like that, you can't convince them that they're wrong because they already think that they're right. They're totally deceived. And uh, there's a lot of people like that uh, out there. And um, I think that uh, many churches out there are, are preaching a false gospel because it doesn't involve any repentance. And um, also, they won't stand up for, for uh, truth. They won't, you know, they're afraid to say anything that might offend somebody. And it's just a horrible thing. What do you think, Jason? Well, I, th- I think uh, I think that uh, it says right in the Bible when uh, when we get to the point where we see Jesus and He says, "You don't know me," then He, he re- you get rejected because you don't know Him. And so the main thing in the gospel is Jesus is the gospel, and that we need to know Him. And First John two and three, if you just listen to that over and over again, if you like to read or I like to do Bible audio, but very clearly. Is that he takes a very loving stand, but very narrow stand. So the narrow is the road to him, and it's only through mm-hmm. him that we're going to get salvation. And literally, all throughout, if we don't love our brothers or if we don't fervently see God, then, then we're basically calling what well, we are calling Jesus a liar, and we don't know him. So that personal relationship with Jesus, what does that look like in actual everyday living? Basically, if I take a look at every one of the disciples, they were pretty extreme. They literally gave up everything. Anything that is before, we put before God is an idol. And that they gave up everything to seek Jesus, to seek the gospel, to give people hope, to give people love, right? So what does that look Mm -hmm. like for us? Is that, does that change because it's 2,000 years later or 30,000 years later? The truth never changes. So no. what that means is, is that we are a living embodiment of Christ, and if we don't have that fervent desire, we may not know him. Now, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I'm just going to speak for myself. I'm 44 years old. I was a mortgage officer, a corporate banker. Um, I had a, a car dealership. I had mortgage companies. And I had everything that the world would ever tell me that I needed in order to be somebody. And yet I did not know him. And it led to destruction every single way 
says, the darkness wants all of me. Not just some of me, it wanted all of me. So if I don't know Jesus, and uh, and I had an experience where I would consider it Jacob's ladder, and it was uh, what we would consider pr- prophetic, is that literally in that experience I was rejected off of Jacob's ladder because I was not in full alignment. I knew Jesus, but just knowing Jesus and saying, hey, Jesus, will you, will you save me, was not enough because there was not any alignment with him that would make me just fervently seek him. And how do you know? By my behavior, by my words, and also by my actions and my fruit of other people that I come into contact with. And I think my friend Rick said it the best. is to said he doesn't want anybody to go through hell. And so Amen. that's why he is the way he is. That's, that's love intention right there. When I take a look at somebody, I'm like, brother, sister, I don't want you to have to go through the pain of separation that God has. And people have their, uh, you know, various versions of hell, whether there's gnashing of teeth or burning. Um, you know, I have that plus a lot more. Uh, I just know it's a very, very, very bad place, one that we could ever imagine. And so whatever we can do here to get uh, reconciled with our Savior, uh, but mainly is if you get reconciled with the Savior, uh, you, you do get joy. You get the relationships that you desire. The darkness uh, can't uh, make you live in fear or a false self. But uh, that's but that's, that's exactly I, that's exactly right. And and uh, man, I appreciate that, brother. That's exactly right. You know, there's there's a uh, there's a teaching out there of hyper grace. I've heard it said, and I and I and I you know. So that's not my. I didn't coin that, but. But I definitely see that as the right way to uh, to explain it. Hyper grace is that you know I can continue sinning, and uh, and God doesn't see my sin through this hyper grace, and that's just a that's just a lie. You know the the true and proper teaching of grace is that grace is a powerful thing that changes us uh, uh, and and moves us away from our sin. So you know nobody can say that they they don't sin that they they'd be a liar. But the fact is that through this power, this grace that God, uh, the proper teaching of grace is that he is transforming us. You know, even though we may fall, we may fall seven times, we pick ourselves, he picks us up, and, and, and we continue to contend for the faith. This grace is, is changing us. So, you know, if I could explain it this way, uh, as our pastor has said, is the only differences between us, these, us three men here tonight, and the guy sitting right now on the bar stool uh, is this improperly taught grace. You know, it's just it just becomes religion, and there's no power in that at all. Um, but let me tell you, the one thing that uh, the three of us know is we've experienced God's true grace. The fact that he is moving us away from the things uh, of this world, and and he's and he's you know he's we're 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 being made. Uh, to have this white uh, uh, gown, if you will, the wedding gown. I mean, he's he's making us uh, more like Jesus, and and that's the true teaching of grace. Is just, and I love, I love the cleaning up that he's doing in my life. Um, you know, and I'm like Jason and my son. You know, I'm not going to speak for either of them, but but uh, they they can. I, I believe that they would agree with me that it, it's just an amazing thing to see the transformation of our lives, not that we're anything. I mean, we, we understand that our hearts are wicked. We understand th- this is like the, the, the thief on the cross. 
The reason that he entered into eternity with Jesus that very same day was this. He knew who he was. He knew who Jesus was. And he knew that Jesus was going uh, to be in his kingdom, that he was headed, that he was the... uh, 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 that he was tr- the true lamb. And he got those three things, and Jesus, uh, he, got, he got that. And Jesus spoke to him and said, you'll be in eternity with me. You'll, you'll be with me today. And I just, I, I just love that story. And, I mean, he got, he got it all there while he hung on the cross. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have thought of this, but I'm looking forward to meeting him and, uh because that's been a wonderful testimony for me. Uh, you know, he knew he was guilty. Uh, he knew that this man was a sinless man hanging on that cross, and he knew that he was uh, the lamb. I just, what a, what a wonderful thing. And he saw that in the spiritual. You know he had to. And uh, um, uh, another thing I'd, I'd like to quickly say before I hand it back to you, son, is that that to do spiritual warfare we have to get ourselves. Uh, we have to get rightly related to God. In, in other words, we can't deal with uh, other people and and uh, their demons if we don't work on getting rid of our own. And so, you know, and to a lot of people, they'll they'll hear this and they'll say, "Well, you're a Christian. You can't. You can't." Uh, yeah, of course, we can't be possessed, but we can be oppressed. And many doors have been opened in our life from things we've done in our past, or or things that we've done, or even generationally uh, without our doing, that need to be dealt with. And uh, the Bible's really clear about that, that we can deal with those things, we can bind them uh, in Jesus' name by the blood of the Lamb, and we can cast them out in Jesus' name, and we can deal with these things, and, and we must deal with them, and we must continually deal with them, so that 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 the, the Holy Spirit can, can flow through us uh, unrestricted by uh, by these things in our life and and so I give it back to you amen yeah and um, the Bible also says in the book of James that um, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much yes and um, I can't remember the other verse but there's a verse somewhere in Psalms that says that if you have unrepentant sin in your life that um, that will keep sometimes will will keep the Lord from being able to um, answer your prayers and so if you're living a hypocritical life and you're not truly walking with God then um, your prayers could be very ineffective and so you need to be in a repentant state to where you're not living in perpetual sin in order to have those effectual prayers. Otherwise, That's right. uh, there's no way you can win this battle. That's right. Back to you, Jason. So, so Rick brought up a good point, which is hyper-grace. And, uh, and I've heard this uh, over uh, and over again uh, with non-believers and, uh, and believers. And I'm going to call them believers uh, because they say they are, but... Uh, what they say is, is that uh, grace and because uh, I believe that grace and mercy alone shall heal, heal the human condition. However, there's a caveat to that that happened in my own life, right? Because far before I became a Christ follower, I said that I was a Christian. 
none of my behaviors actually aligned with Christianity in the form as following Jesus Christ and his behavior. So mm. my behavior was nowhere near what I said that I believed. So hyper grace was is that if you believe or if you're considered a believer, then everything is going to be forgiven. So that means I can go, go drink and do cocaine and I can get strippers mm-hmm. and then I can go to church and I can say that I believe. However, since I started following Christ and fervently seeking him, something happened in my heart. The Holy Ghost totally took over and none of that became appealing because that type of darkness was incompatible with the light that now filled me. Amen. So I would tell myself, like, I'm telling you, is I'm glad I didn't die because mm-hmm. I don't think I was saved. So right. the thing is, is that even though that people were telling me that I was saved because I said the words of Jesus Christ filled in my heart, I said the words I got baptized, I never knew Jesus. Because I didn't know him, my fruit or my living, I was never a living example of him. And so from my understanding of what I've lived, grace and mercy is only for the people who believe in Jesus Christ. And my behavior shows it. My mm-hmm. behavior shows it because of my love for him. And that's what I start seeing is my love. So the hyper grace is that are teaching it. I would have to agree. I might take a little bit more uh, less condemning uh, because I was just there. It's just that uh, literally when I was there, I was just living in bondage uh, with spirits that only put me in chaos. I was showing up to church every week, and there were thousands of me in this church. And um, I don't believe not one of us actually knew Jesus the way I know him now. Not one of Amen. us. I can't speak for them, but, but uh, there's something that happened in me. Whereas is that nothing that I did in the past remotely seems appealing. At that's all. right. That's Nothing grace. Changed. That's grace. Yeah. That's that's the true that's the true teaching of grace is that the things that uh that are flesh you know, we're told to die to ourself and, and these members. And, you know, we get a better vision as, of that as we move uh and, and experience this grace because um, you know, we, we really do believe, I know that all three of us would agree, that we really do believe in grace because we're experiencing it. He He is removing that uh, which would be bondage, uh, and, and, you know, it just it boils down to sin, uh, out of our life. And, uh, yes. you know, don't get, us, don't get us wrong out there, folks, in, in uh, uh, radio land. We're not trying to tell you, uh, because we'd be liars if we did, that there is no sin in us, because... That was only our savior, okay? But, but to, yeah, to claim that you could remain in a sin and and be saved, um, you know, continually uh, looking at pornography, continually sitting at the bar, uh, continually being a uh, a whoremonger, uh, uh, you know, an adulteress, and, and staying in that lifestyle and saying, you know, I'm an adulterous Christian. I'm I'm a I'm an adulterer. Uh, 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 Christian, I, I'm a thief. Christian, I'm, I'm sorry that it doesn't exist. It, it doesn't exist. The Bible, Amen. and it's not my, it's not my teaching. It's the Bible. Uh, it's the Lord. I mean, it's truthfully Jesus. He is the Word. He says that a thief nor a fornicator will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, these these are uh, these are things that are not taught in the church, and so 
you know, when we're reaching out to you, it's not to, you know, to try to uh, oppress you in any way. But let me tell you, the reason Jesus taught this is because it's freeing. Sin is bondage. And uh, even though the world would tell you that uh, it's fun and, and, you know, it may be fun for a season, it ends up in death. It, it really leads to death. And and Jesus came that we would have life and life more abundantly. And, and, and that life is in a life pursuing the lamb and, and a life that is being rid of perpetual sin. Back to you, son. So the verse I was talking about earlier is um, Isaiah 59, verse 2, uh, starting in verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. Hmm. So, like I said... Wow. Um, That's powerful. God just won't, won't hear your prayers if you have um, continual unrepentant sin. Wow. You know, I think what we're all gaining a, a perspective of, and this this is what happens when you when you uh, follow the Lamb, is you begin to understand how holy of a God we serve. I mean, I don't know that uh, maybe you guys would disagree with me. I, I don't think you would, but I don't I don't think we've only caught a glimpse, just a glimpse of just the holiness of of uh, our Father, our Abba Father. Um, and and I think if we would I think if we would meditate on His holiness uh, just a little bit more, um, you know, I, I think it would we would even desire to uh, to to even want to more serve Him and more, uh, you know, get down on our face before Him. Um, you know, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, we're going to watch a a video tonight. Um, can you talk about the uh, the pastor? I mean. You know, I listened to one of his messages, and and uh, I love our pastor. He's uh, God has used him mightily to uh, transform my life through some uh, probably harder preaching than most could endure. <laughs> it's uh, because it's just so it's right out of the Bible, and uh, and uh, but but this pastor, um, go ahead and talk about him, and uh, uh, maybe even a little bit about the uh, the Bible college that that you're uh, looking into. Well, before we start on that, Rick, I'd like to talk just uh, on John 1, chapter sure. 1, uh, on the holiness of God, um, which Amen. is that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye must may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not do not the truth. We don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanse us from all sin. And if we say that we have no sin, this is where Rick was talking about, yeah. we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And this is pretty pretty narrow. 
If we mm-hmm. confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. That's the mercy and grace mm-hmm. that Dakota was talking about. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's mercy and grace through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then this is where he is at. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not with us. So we are That's all right. have sinned. We all need Jesus Christ. Yes. And he is the Holy One. Anyway. Amen. Amen. That's really good. That's really good. Um, so talking about um, Michael Lake, uh, this message that we watched and that we're about to watch again after the show is called uh, Diffusing Hell's Reactor, and it was from the last um, Here the Watchman conference, which was in Tennessee last fall. And um, he talks about the verse in the book of Daniel, which says that um, those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And it's talking about those who are alive um, during the tribulation. And um, the reason I like um, this message that he preaches so much is because so many um, preachers, when when they speak on the end times, they emphasize the fact so much that the Bible says that the Antichrist will be given power to overcome the saints and to kill them. But they neglect the fact that there, that there will be some who will survive and will be strong and do exploits. Come and, on, um, come on, preach it. The ones, the ones that, that uh, do die, though, their, their death is not in vain, like he, like he talks right. about. Every time... A Christian is martyred There's many Scores more of Christians That are added That get saved That's right And um, So you know this This uh, dark time that we're headed into And uh, We all believe that uh, We are going Going to go through the tribulation And not going to get raptured out of here And that's what the Bible teaches Um, And so I just absolutely love that verse because um, like Michael Lake says God, um, the devil is going to bring his uh, his A-team but God is also going to bring his A-team right mm-hmm. so that's Amen just to that. so cool yeah that is cool um, they're just in, and I believe I believe that that uh, the prepping not, not that time uh, and, and, you know nobody knows the day or the hour but the prepping is going on now for for God's remnant. I, I really, I really, truly believe that. And uh, we're meeting people, you know, that are not ashamed of the gospel. Um, you know, I could I could take a room full of uh, so-called Christians, and uh, like the other day when we were having breakfast, and uh, we ran into that young man with his Bible open. Uh, what a connection! What a connection we had with him, and and, and just immediately, um, we were just. We were just, we were reveling with uh, how good God was, and 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 I, I I mentioned to him, I said, you know, I know a lot of people that would claim to be Christians if we seated them in all these booths around us, that would be embarrassed and would turn away and wouldn't even talk to me, knowing me, maybe grew up with me, knew me, maybe sat next to me in church for years, because they're embarrassed of the gospel, 
And uh, let us not be embarrassed for the gospel. And, and you know, at the same time I say that, I, I'm reminded of Peter, who said, Lord, no, surely I'd, you know, not me. And, and, and the Lord said, I tell you, Peter, uh, uh, by midnight, thrice, you'll deny me. And and so, you know, it, it, I, I don't want to come across that uh, I, I am incapable of, of doing that. You know, we're just so in need of God to to do these amazing things through us and in us that just no part of us is is uh I mean we're 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 undone before him and you know I'm just so thankful that he binds up the brokenhearted cuz you know I'm I'm one of those that's brokenhearted and uh, and I I I I only thrive because he's bound up my broken heart and he's he's just he's just so good at taking ashes and making beauty out of them, you know, just, you know, reversing uh, the curse and and uh, the things that the enemy has done in my life that was meant to absolutely destroy me has been stood on its head, and he turns it into a blessing, and only God can do that. Um, so so that's just where, where we're at. We're sold out. The three of us the three of us are sold out for, for Jesus, uh, uh, Yahweh, uh, Yeshua, um, yes. and, and we're sold out to, to the fact that, uh, our purpose in life is to serve him and to point people in the direction. And, you know, we realize that he brings the increase, but, but God is, God is on the move and something the media will never tell you out there in radio land folks is that, that, um, Muslims are coming in groves, you know, they, they chopped the head off of a Christian a thousand Muslims uh, accept the Lord. I mean, God's God's Amen. ways are above our ways. You know, it, it just uh, um, His ways are above our ways. Amen. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on um, tonight, without getting into the, any of the other news that I had planned, um, which isn't really too important, but. Uh, these all these rich people uh, that are that are prepping um, in preparation for uh, tough times ahead, um, and a lot of them are prepping because they uh, dislike Donald Trump and they think that he's going to cause an apocalypse. And um, I just kind of had this revelation um, uh, a while ago that. There could be a reason uh, that all these rich people are prepping because the Bible says in um, James chapter 5 that uh, uh, these rich people have uh, heaped treasure together for the last days. And it also says elsewhere in the Bible that um, the... the uh, the riches of the wealthy are laid up for the just. And I truly believe that um, many of these uh, rich people who don't know God at all, who have uh, built these underground bunkers and stored up tons of food, that uh, without God, they're probably not going to survive just because of all their money and all their preparations because they don't have God's protection. And right. so I think that that verse 
that the riches or the yeah the riches of the wealthy are stored up um, for us Christians is could be somewhat of a prophecy to where these people a lot of them I don't think will survive without God but then all of their things that they have uh, stored up could come in handy for believers during that time. That makes sense. You know, it, it, it does make sense. Now, I think everybody should grow a garden. I, I, you know, this summer I encourage everyone to grow a garden. Even if you're living in an apartment, uh, see if you can use the rooftop uh, of, uh, you know, if you're in a high rise, see if you can have access to the rooftop and, and do raise you know, garden. I, I think that that uh, that we need to make uh, motion of 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 not just saying, you know, hey, I'm I'm not going to do anything. You know, we we, we need to um, make strides to to. It, it's just it's a godly thing to want to take care of your family. And uh, I know there's a lot of women that are out there that uh, that are spiritually uh, awake and aware, and their husbands are you know, kind of dumb unto death. Maybe they're just, you know, into beer and football. And, you know, I know that that's the culture and, and it saddens me and it saddens me that our children are, are dying of, you know, the genetically modified foods, the vaccines, all the different attacks that are, that are on us. The Bible says my people, that means his believers perish for a lack of understanding. So, you know, why do I say all that? It isn't about the food. It isn't about, you know, uh, uh, trying to really care for your family. I mean, that just should be a kind of a no-brainer. Um, but what I'm what I'm talking about is how many people are on their face before the Lord, crying out for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what's going to guide us into all truth and understanding. It, it's going to be the the thing that tells us to get up and go when we need to get up and go. It's going to be the thing that. That, you know, like Jason was talking about earlier, that, you know, um, man, you've got to be rightly related. Uh, right now, it's important focus because you're with a very bad person right now. And, uh, you know, that Holy Spirit seeks to, if we're contending for the faith and we're following the Lamb, to deliver us. And mm-hmm. uh, but, but that Psalms 91 cannot be claimed being under the shadow of the Most High unless you are pursuing the Lamb. You can't be out sitting at the bar on a Friday and Saturday night and, and, and a, a, a major catastrophe rock the town and expect to have that provision of being under the wing of the Most High. Now, I'm not going to say uh, what God can, can or can't do. <laughs> he, can, he can do as he will if he, he desires to deliver you. But, but to really claim that promise, I'm going to say it's going to be important to be uh, praying for discernment. I've had many Christians tell me, well, we just can't know what God would want, you know, when it comes to moving, relocating jobs. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Uh, we, The Holy Spirit can reveal and well reveal uh, uh, the truth. And, you know, just so many things now I was talking to uh, my son about that in the years past, you didn't see it, but now I'm seeing it every day that people just can't see spiritual things. And uh, there'll be this truth that is just so 100% the truth. Like Jason said, the, the truth never changes. The Word of God never changes. It's the truth. And yet you could, you know, if, if somebody's not saved, they just, you couldn't, you could build it, you could uh, paint it, you could uh, put them in them and drive it. They're not going to get it. 
you know, we have to have spiritual eyes, and uh, and that comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And uh, the verse I was talking about earlier was Proverbs thirteen twenty two. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Amen. Amen. That's a good word, brother. I guess you're not my brother. You're my son. Can I? Can you be my son and my brother? I'm not sure. Yes. I think so. Yeah, I guess that that's possible. Yeah, that's absolutely possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, isn't it good? Isn't it good to, you know, even in the midst of seeing the actual uh, world become unhinged and and just spin out of control, we've got this joy. Uh, it, it makes me go back to my my uh, my uh, summer Bible vacation time as a young kid, and I've got the joy, joy, joy. Where down in my heart? Where down in my heart? You know, people can't. The lost can't get that. They they just don't. They 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 would. <laughs> they just can't get that. And uh, and yet, uh, you know, I I saw something really sobering, and I this is I'll give it back to you after I. I just got to tell you that when Mike, who, you know, God has tried to get his attention, he ran into our pastor. I mean, out of all the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in Whatcom and Skagit County, he runs into our pastor as he was trying to uh, check out. I'll leave it at that. And and yet God brought him into our life, my pastor's life, and then we brought him there. And I didn't give him no forewarning that uh, that he was going to run into this uh, to our pastor, and he had to sit there and figure it out because he's been drinking and he hasn't come out of bondage. But, you know, he told me before we walked into that church, he says, I've been trying, trying all these things and, and it's not working. And he said, the alcohol, the drugs, they're not even a good bandaid anymore. He's at the end of his rope, but you know, God will allow you if you won't accept him and enjoy the benefits now, the, the, you know, which is the abundant life. He will allow you to go right down to the bottom, and that's where Mike's at right now. If if that's what it takes to reach you, you know, it's I just see this this tremendous opportunity for Mike to lay hold of the gospel. But uh, Welly, Welly, do it. I, I I can't answer that, you know, I can't answer that. But uh, seeing seeing the look on his face, and I told him I you know he left when the preaching started. He left, and I told him I said you know. I'm pretty shocked that you uh, didn't stay in there and listen to this man of God tell you uh, what what God had put on his heart to tell you when you, you know, unless you rack all this up to coincidence. But anyways, we need to pray for these people that, uh, and we need to pray for the lost. That's, that's for sure that they get saved. Back to you. Amen. Well, you know, you know what I really like about uh, Rick and Dakota is is that um, they do, do the praying, but also they do the walk. And I think that uh, action, Jesus is always about action. He says something and he does something. And so these guys are physically with somebody that is um, in darkness. They are housing him. They are feeding him. They are being with him. They're taking him to church. They're taking him to the hospital. They're physically doing a walk with somebody and that is called being the light. So what does that mean when you're in love, kindness, in alignment with Christ? You know, I know that I've talked about a lot of things that sound pretty horrible, but there's a lot of joy. And I think the joy 
really to me is, is that it is Psalms 23. His Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me behind, beside still waters. He's restored my soul. And because we're talking about Mike, what I see in Mike, I see in me. Because he led me in this path of righteousness for Christ's name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and that's what I feel like I'm walking this last week, especially. Mm-hmm. I will fear no evil, for he is with me. Is my rod and my staff. He comforts me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so here I am with Dakota, with Rick, and he has totally changed me because this is not what I would be wanting to do, desiring to do. But my heart is so changed that what I see in Mike, I see in me, and I'm so grateful for the transformation through the blood of Jesus Christ and doing what he did so I can be here with my brothers, have joy in my heart, with having tribulation, huge tribulations throughout the week. I gave my testimonial in the beginning of what happened, and now I am here just a couple days later, and I'm so joyful, so thankful, so grateful for the opportunity, and I never had this joy when I was in the bars, when I'm no. in mortgages getting paid all this money. I never no. had this type of joy, and that is what you get. You get God, but you also get joy. That's right. Amen. So that's just a thank you for these guys here. So oh, we're 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 not to be. Yeah, the only goodness that's found in in either my son or myself is that which God has deposited. There is no good in us uh, right. outside of, of of what Christ is doing. And amen. And amen. so, so you know, we're ju- we're just <laughs> matter of fact. You know, when you're saying we, we've got some tremendous boundaries that we've had to put up with uh, with Mike and. And uh, to a lot of people that may not seem real loving, but, but we do folks, we have to be careful who we lay hands on. We have to be careful who we invite into our homes and we have to, uh, um, there, there are, there are, there are things that are very biblical about having boundaries. And so anyways, um, and sometimes, you know, I'll question, question that myself. And, and there's times that I murmur and complain, um, you know, about uh, doing God's work. And so, I'm, I'm, I, I can just speaking for myself. I'm not, I'm not, you know, all glory be to God. Let's just say that glory be Amen. to God. Amen. That is Amen. a fact. Yeah, we are nothing without him. Um, Jesus said in John chapter 15, uh, without me, ye can do nothing. That's right. But with him, we can do all things. All things are possible with God. And, uh, that's just so exciting. I just uh, I just want to see that so bad in these last days is signs and wonders and uh, and people doing even greater things than Jesus did because that's Amen. what he promised that we would be able to do. Isn't that good? I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Okay. I got to share this one story, and you know, a lot of the listening uh, listening people would hear this and even question it, even though it's absolutely the truth, documented, happened, no question, no conspiracy. Um, 
there was a revival going on not too many years ago, and uh, this pastor uh, fell ill and ended up passing away. And during this, you know, these revivals um, outside of this country, I mean, people, <laughs> it comes at a cost, you know, they could lose, lose their very life for, for uh, 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 becoming a Christian or being baptized. Um, you know, they walk miles, they, they, they plan their day, it takes them a day to get there and a day to get back in many cases. And, and they come with high expectations, they come with sick children, even dead children, uh, uh, dying children, and uh, they, they, they are expecting and believing in, in, in a move of God. Well, anyways, this uh, pastor's wife went to the morgue. This guy had already been embalmed, people, okay? You, you follow me? He's already been embalmed. He's in a casket. He hasn't been buried yet, but he's wow. in the, the funeral parlor. She brings the casket to the revival. It's in the basement. She, she, uh, she's down there with her husband uh, in this casket. Uh, she's obviously not in the casket. She's by his side. And she asked the, uh, and, and, and above, above in the upper chamber is, is this revival going on. And, and uh, this isn't in America, people. This is where, where, again, it comes at a high cost to be there. Uh, and there's, there's healings. There's, there's believers. There's laying on of hands. There's these things that my son is talking about. And she asked for these uh, men of God to pray for her husband to, to um, be raised from the dead. They prayed, and he climbed out of that casket, folks. He climbed out of that casket. Do you have that kind of faith? Do you believe that God could do that? Can I tell you something? He ain't going to do it if you don't believe in it. Can he do it if you have the faith? Can you pray these things in faith? I believe we can. I believe so. I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm a hundred percent with you on Amen. on the movement of God. The possibilities are limitless. He spoke all this into existence. Do we have the faith to believe that He can deliver? Do we have the belief that that these these spiritual things can take hold? I mean, if we don't even have the faith to believe that God could could use the Holy Spirit to direct us whether we should move, relocate, or take a new job, folks, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people out there that have the faith to believe in the resurrection of a body. If we can believe that we could perish and that we could die and that God in a twinkling of an eye can give us a new body and we can rule and reign with him, how can we not believe these things? How can that be separated? How can you have one without the other? And so... So we're moving into a time, and I'm speaking to those out there that have this faith, this faith that God is who he says he is, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. David was given prophecy to, to, to the Messiah uh, as to what was going to happen to the Messiah. And so we see those things coming to fruition. There's nothing that God has spoken in the Bible that hasn't come true or isn't going to come true. And that's what we talk about. We see this, this antichrist spirit rising up in the world. They think that they're going to take on through technology and live forever. Uh, it's a lie. They've bought into a lie. We have to contend for the faith. I don't want to just contend for the faith, folks. I want the blessings of God in those around me, the people I love. I, I want to, to, to not miss out on what would only be loosened if we would only pray, he, we, he says we have not because we ask not. Do you want to miss out on the blessings of the Lord? I don't. I, I don't want to 
to uh, follow him and not receive the blessings that he would intend for us to have. So let us not miss an opportunity if, if the Lord prompts us to, to even risk praying for somebody that had passed away. If God prompts us to do it, that we would ask that he would be uh, raised from the dead or, or a sick or a, di- a, a child that had died. You know, I, I also heard of another time overseas where, where this uh, ministry was praying, and uh, it was during that Ebola. You remember when that Ebola was, was, was killing? I mean, they were just dying in groves, and they prayed for these people. And, and there were bodies that had laid outside of the curb, outside the homes, for over three and four days that began to get up and walk and be alive in Christ. Can you believe that? Do you believe that? I do. I yes. believe it. Amen. Yes. That's the God we serve. Rick, I think what Rick's getting at is that if you believe in Jesus Christ, then you just believe. That's you right. have to believe. If you believe in Jesus Christ, then you have to believe. And first one, two, and three, when you take a look at that in entirety, if you don't believe in the entirety of Jesus and he says, then you are calling him a liar and you don't Oof. believe. Wow. You don't know me. So when you die, he's going to say, you don't know me. You don't have the relationship. You just don't know me. I don't know you. I mm. don't know you. You haven't been speaking to me. Um, that, that to me, I think is the most terrifying thing. Yes, is that, it is. Uh, it's that, uh, that if when I die, okay. And I'm like, uh, Jesus, Oh, you, you do exist. He's like, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. I told you that you could do all of these things manifested right here, that I gave you all of these things, these powers, and you did not know me. You did not believe. So I don't know you now. That's that right. A terrifying thought to me. Terrifying. You know, and it also comes it also comes with a real boldness because when you do believe and you believe and that's why I'm I'm kind of uh, my son and I were just crazy about uh we believe the King James Bible that translation we believe that it's a preserved word of God. Uh, we believe every word in the Bible. We believe in the Word of God. We believe that word. And I'll tell you something, there's boldness in that because we understand that he is the one that has brought us thus far, okay? Every draw of breath, every point of our existence, he has sustained us. And once you gather that and understand that in its, in its fullness, what are you afraid of? What do you have to fear? Because we can then become warriors knowing that, you know what? If we marched out, there's people that we know that believe like this that have walked through war zones, talking to the Lord, Missiles going off, bombs going off, landmines walk right through it uh, as he was praying and talking with the Lord. Now, I'm not telling you to be to be dumb and go out and, and, and walk through a minefield, but this guy was called for it, okay? He was called, he was praying for, for the area, the, 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 uh, the war zone, the people there within. So, you know, he was, you know, we're all called for different things, so, so don't, don't misconstrue that. But he knew that if he's doing the Lord's work, guess what? He's not going to die from a minefield. He's not, not going to die from from an overhead bomb or aerial attack or even uh, some type of, uh, uh, you know, radiation or release of uh, cognogen, you know, some kind of poison. He's not fearful because he's talking to the Lord. He's supping with the Lord. He's 
he's he's uh, we're experiencing the Holy Spirit, and, and when it's our time to go, that's that's fine, that's fine. Uh, but until that time, nothing can touch us. I mean, we see that in Job's life. Um, we we just absolutely see that in Job's life, and then how. Um, you know, the devil wasn't able to, to kill his mortal body, but I mean, just laid waste to everything around him only then to richly bless him again. And, and, you know, I mean, scraping off boils with the broken shards of clay. Uh, I don't know folks that any of us have sat in the, in the, in the spot that Job has sat. We might think we've had a hard day, week, a month, even a year, but uh, but Job truly did suffer as a uh, and it, and his wife even encouraged him forsake the Lord and die you know curse the Lord and die I mean he had some pretty some pretty poor counsel pouring in from both his <laughs> friends and his wife I mean and I mean he went through it so anyways just the boldness of knowing that the word of God is true and that we cannot perish outside of that being God's time when we're following Him it's an incredible an incredible thing, which I think lines up to with what uh, my son was talking about with uh, uh, doing great exploits. I mean, uh, I'm excited about it. Amen. Me too. Very Me nice. Too. Well, um, it's about time to uh, wrap up the show now. Um, uh, we've uh, covered quite a bit. So uh, Amen. just give you guys one last chance. If there's anything else you want to add to to uh, the program, we love you folks out there. We're 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 we love we we generally uh, one thing I can say that all three of us stand in agreement with is uh, Christ crucified, resurrected. Uh, but 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 this be true. We we do have a heart for people. We genuinely love people. All three of us, and so reach out to us. Send us an email. Call us. Um, We'll pray with you, and uh, uh, we just get on your face before the Lord uh, is my encouragement, and we'll join you there. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for coming on the show, Jason. It was a real blessing having you on. You really uh, Amen. bring, bring a lot thanks to for the table. Yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we're wrapping up the show now, folks, so uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, tune in again next week, and God bless you, everybody. Amen. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Maker of heaven and earth.
join hands and let's sing this together. Behold how good, how pleasant it is.